0: To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message.
1: Our first reading is from the book of Colossians, chapter 3, verses 12 through 17. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Our second reading is from the Gospel of Matthew. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. May God bless the reading, hearing, and understanding of his word. Amen. Amen.
0: So, for two decades, somebody that you probably have heard of before, Wayne. Mesmer was the announcer and singer for different sports teams in Chicago. The story goes that after a, uh, a singing of the Star-Spangled Banner at the Chicago's Blackhawks game in 94 and following a dinner that he was at, Mesmer was shot by two teenage boys. The bullet passed through his throat, so the doctors weren't sure if Mesmer was ever going to sing again. Amazingly, six months later, Mesmer returned to the microphone. Physical healing was one thing, emotional release of the hatred and the resentment that he felt was something completely different. For that, Mesmer had to trust Jesus Christ, his Savior, to help him reach the point where he could forgive his shooters. And when he did, he found freedom. He says this in his book, The The Voice of Victory. Over a period of contemplative and reflective prayer and meditation, I was confident I had set myself free from the chains that had connected me to the incident. Although one of the boys had been released on a plea deal, the other, James Hampton, was still in jail. To prove that he had truly forgiven his would-be killers, Mesmer drove 225 miles to the Galesburg Correctional Center and asked to see Hampton. Several years had passed, but Mesmer found grace to say, James, I'm here to see how you are doing. After a two hour emotional visit, Mesmer turned to leave, reaching out and touching Hampton's forearm. And he offered a benediction James, I give you peace. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you, a soul, must forgive. I encourage you this morning, you've got your bulletins with you. They've got spots that you can take notes as well as your scripture passages throughout the week. Uh, But you've got spaces there where you can jot a couple of things down so that when God does speak, you can write those down so that you can remember them. Will you pray with me? Gracious and almighty God, we come striving to hear your word. And so God, I ask that you would speak to us. That your words would be heard. So God, I ask that the words that I speak would no longer be my own, but that they would be your words, your words for your people. In Jesus' name, amen. So I feel that I need to offer a disclaimer as we begin talking about this topic for today. I mean, we've heard over the past few years about trigger words and the weight that they carry with them, even if we just say the word. So I want to let you know that it's okay to not be okay. Especially as we discuss fo- this foundational piece of a peaceful life. Forgiveness is not an easy topic. And I think we all struggle with this one. We we carry around bitterness towards others, even towards ourselves. We get so hung up on carrying these burdens that they begin to become part of our identity. We live out Lives with past hurts in the center, never truly being free from them. And so today we begin this this short worship series, a two-week series on forgiveness, as we ask the question of why this has to be so hard. This morning is is all about forgiving others, while next week we're going to take a look at forgiving ourselves. We get so hung up on the idea of forgiving others that we forget about the many ways that we need to forgive ourselves. But that's the topic for next week. I am fully aware that this topic may bring up past experiences, past hurts, even possibly anger within some of you. And I want you to know that that I'm always here for you. I'd love to sit down and have a conversation with you. About anything that you're struggling with. I see you, and I want to help in any way I can. So let's begin, because I think we can all agree with this forgiveness is not easy. If it were, this world would be a much different place. It takes courage, it takes effort, and it takes grace. We need to see that we aren't the only ones who have a hard time forgiving. You probably know some other people who have had a hard time forgiving others. We heard about it in Matthew today. Peter had a hard time with this. Jesus had just been teaching in the passage just before we read about what we would call the rule of Christ as he shares the steps in forgiving a brother or sister within the church. Now, if you're not familiar with the process of a rule, the rule of Christ, i got to say that this is also the way that we should approach all issues here at Journey of Hope. So here is a brief explanation. This could go into like a 45-minute program all by itself, but here's, a, here's the, uh, the Cliff Notes version. First, go to the person, just the person, and try to reconcile one-to-one. Look to make things right without getting anyone else involved. Nobody else needs to be at that point. There's no reason to air your dirty laundry in front of the whole world. Maybe I need to say that a little louder for all of those on Facebook. Not those watching online on Facebook, but for everybody on Facebook. I mean, you, you see it. I find way too much of this airing of problems out on social media. Well, if that doesn't work... Take someone with you. Try to reconcile the issue with a, with a witness or a mediator to help the process along. And if that doesn't work, take it to the whole church. Leadership of the church. This should be the last resort. If you've got to go to the final step, we also have to remember this you are to treat them, as Jesus says, treat them like a Gentile or a tax collector. But remember this, Jesus hung out with tax collectors and with all those who people in the church would have considered Gentiles or maybe even outsiders. So when you talk about treating somebody like a Gentile or a tax collector, remember how Jesus taught or how he treated the Gentiles and tax collectors. Actually, I think he was harsher on the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the church leaders, than he ever was against the Gentiles and tax collectors. But Peter asks an interesting question. He asks, Lord, how many times must I forgive? We all want that, don't we? So where's the line, God? When do we cross over that line and I can just cut them off and say, nope, sorry, no more forgiveness? He says seven times? And depending on your translation of of this this particular passage, uh, actually regardless of that, Jesus' response is one of hyperbole. It's an exaggeration. He says 77 times or seven times 70 Either way, Jesus is saying that there is no number which limits the times we should forgive others. No number. There are times, however, that we need to be careful about the circumstances that we put ourselves into. Abuse, whether it's physical, emotional, it's not okay. It is not okay. And while you can forgive until the next time, It is best to remove yourself from that situation altogether. We need to be smart about things and not just become a doormat for others to just kind of walk all over. But we also must remember that we can forgive because God in Christ first forgave us. God set the example as Jesus died on the cross for our sake. Here is where true forgiveness starts. But I think that we need to look at a number of other situations to help us understand the depth of freedom that forgiveness offers to us. First, we need to become aware of our own need of forgiveness. And like I said, we're going to talk a little bit more about that next week. But know that, that through the power of the cross and the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we have all been forgiven. You have been forgiven. But then we look at our relationships with our friends and our family and our coworkers and even maybe strangers. I'm sure you can all come up with with someone who has made you mad, done something to hurt you, lied to you, ignored you or deserted you. They may have something done something to someone that you love. Maybe a spouse, a child or a friend. And you may still be holding on to that grudge, not wanting to let it go because what they did was not right. And they should be punished for it. We can look at it this way I've got this pile of of rocks next to me. Rocks can be burdens from others who we've not forgiven. And then we carry them around. I've got my backpack here. I would put that on, but I don't think my back will handle it today. So you're just going to have to envision this. But we take those rocks and we put them in the backpack. And we carry them around with us. Some are small. Some are big. The problem is is that that when we keep carrying these things around, we become weighed down carrying all of these grudges, these unforgiven acts. You can't make good decisions when all this weight is carrying you down. You become burdened, encumbered, bitter and angry, just maybe just a not so pleasant person to be around. So what rocks are you carrying? I mean, as you look at the rocks here, I mean you can pick up certain ones. I mean, which which rocks are you carrying around with you today? You carrying around harsh words that somebody spoke to you? A lie that somebody said to you or about you? Maybe from others stabbing you in the back, gossiping about you, ignoring you. Or maybe there's some of these bigger rocks that we have here. Some of these bigger rocks, like maybe you're remembering an affair, someone stealing from you, Someone physically or emotionally hurting you, abusing you. Now imagine if you would, taking all of those rocks, all those things that you've been thinking about, all of the rocks and throwing them all in a backpack. How many rocks do you have? Don't answer that. But how many rocks do you really have as you're thinking about that? How full is your backpack? How full is it of all of those things that you're still carrying around with you? Now imagine putting that backpack on and feeling that weight pulling you backwards, holding you back from, from running, from going from here to there. Wouldn't it be wonderful if some of those were released? Wouldn't it be wonderful if that wasn't full of all those rocks, wouldn't it make life easier? So let me be clear about a few things. Forgiveness does not mean that what the other person did was okay. That is not what it is. It is not that, that you're saying that what they did was okay. It does not let them off the hook. There's actually a a beautiful scene from a movie that that many of you have probably seen. uh, But it's a movie called The Shack. And if you haven't seen this movie, uh, this is all about a man whose daughter was brutally murdered. And he meets up with God for a weekend at the shack. And has a number of conversations with God about what he's doing with his life and how he's going through it. And there's a point where God is asking him to forgive. And so Mac is the gentleman's name. God is the gentleman who's sitting down on the rocks in this scene. So I just want you to have a, a quick view. It's only a couple of minutes long. So if you want to show that, that video.
2: He should burn in hell. So we're back to you as the judge. Mm. So you you just let him get away with it? Nobody gets away with anything. Everything bears consequences. What he did... was horrible. I'm not asking you to excuse what he did. I'm asking you to trust me, to do what's right, and to know what's best. And then what? Forgiveness doesn't establish your relationship. It's just about letting go of his throat. Mac, the pain inside is devouring you, robbing you of joy and crippling your capacity to love. I can't. You're not stuck because you can't. You're stuck because you won't.
0: Forgiveness does not mean that you forget what has been done. It is not excusing the behavior. Forgiveness is releasing the other person from the grip that they unknowingly have on your life. If you bear a grudge or an unforgiving attitude towards anyone, they are inextricably connected to you whether they know it or not in order to truly gain freedom from from the past hurts, you need to release them to let go of their throat because they're not going to release themselves. You need to forgive them. Notice that the person who is playing God in this scene of the movie says that forgiveness does not create a relationship with the other person. Certainly in certain circumstances it could. But forgiveness is not reconciliation, but it's a step towards reconciliation. It is you taking that first step to make amends, to restore what was once lost. It is the first step in reducing the weight that you're carrying around with you. You notice in that scene when when he finally talks to him about releasing that, and he says, because you are so encumbered, you're so burdened down with everything that Mac takes that backpack off of his and throws it on the ground. Not wanting to carry the burden anymore. Romans 8.5 tells us, but God showed his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God wanted to forgive us so bad that he offered his only son to reconcile us back with him. Now, we've talked about this before. We've talked about this vertical relationship that God desires to have with us. This is God and us in this vertical relationship. And then we've got that horizontal relationship, which is the relationship that we have with everyone else, with our brothers and sisters in Christ, with this world. We are not complete with just one or the other. We need to work on the vertical one with God, but we also need the horizontal relationship with others. Just as we can work on our relationships, but if we don't have the reconciled relationship with God, we're missing an important piece of the plan. We have to have that relationship before we can even move on to the other Too often we find ourselves in the place of Mac from this movie. We say that we can't forgive this person. Have you said that before? Said that I can't forgive them. I remember what they did. What they did to me was just way too much to forgive, so I can't forgive. But God reminds us that we're not stuck because we can't forgive. We're stuck because we won't forgive. Now maybe we find comfort in carrying those burdens. I don't know how I would. Maybe we think that we'll lose certain memories if we forgive. Whatever it is, we need to understand that we are carrying this huge weight on our backs and we want to get rid of them. But how do we do that? How do we forgive? How do we get rid of all of this baggage? By trusting that God will take care of things. By trusting that God's plans are far better than our plans. And that if there is grace enough for us, maybe, just maybe, there is grace enough for them too. Bring these situations, these hurts, these pains, and these losses to the cross. Offer them up to God And then let them go. Let them go. Don't pick them back up again when you go to leave. Trust in God. Trust in God's ways. Trust that that God is going to do the hard work of redeeming that other person. That's not your job. Your job is not to redeem them. That is God's. But you do have to release them from your life you do have to release them so that God can redeem them. God doesn't want you carrying around all of those burdens with you and neither do I. Let them go so that you can live into the joy and the fulfillment that God truly wants for you. God doesn't want you burdened. God wants you to live in that joyful life that life that's free from the burdens of this world. So who do you need to forgive today? Who do you need to reach out to? Or who do you need to just inside your heart to forgive? Is there a past hurt? Is there a person who has done something to you? Maybe in this moment you can offer up that first prayer of forgiveness so i'd ask that you would pray with me gracious and almighty god god sometimes we hear messages that that are easy to hear and then sometimes god we are challenged by your spirit challenged by a message like this that tells us that we need to forgive that we need to let go of past hurts That we need to let go of those who hurt us, the situations and circumstances that surrounded it. And so God, I know that you have spoken to our hearts today. I know that you have given us a name. You have given us a face. You've given us a life circumstance that we need to forgive. And so God, help us to say the words those words that are sometimes incredibly difficult to say, and those words are these. I forgive you. I forgive you. God, I know that that is the first time that that some of those here today have said those words about this particular person. so God, God, I am asking for strength. I'm asked for courage to say those words over and over again until it becomes true. I forgive you. God, help us to, to realize that That judgment is not ours. That we are called to love. That we are called to forgive because, because you first forgave us. God, this is so difficult. But with your help, we know that we can do this. So God, keep speaking to us. Keep offering up those areas that we need to clear out of our lives so that we can remove some of the burdens that we are carrying around so that we may truly live that that joy-filled life that you promise. God, help us. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Freely, freely, you have received. Freely, freely, you have received love and grace and mercy. And so freely, freely, can you give love, grace, mercy, and forgiveness? Go and do just what God is asking you to do. And now as we get ready to leave this place, as we go across the hall and, and enjoy some refreshments and, and then go outside in just a little bit, I think it's at 10.30, we'll start some blessing of bikes. I ask that you would go, knowing that the love of God, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with you, and it goes with you always. Amen.